All right, so the question Drew and I get asked every single day is how do you start a podcast? When we were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we both had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? And most importantly, how do we make money from our podcast? The answer is simple. Anchor. Anchor is your one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all people, it's 100% free and it's ridiculously easy to use. Even Drew can use it. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, guys, that's exactly what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and Drew and the whole diverse community of podcasters around the world that are already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. We can't wait to hear your podcast. All right, you are now tuned in to the follow through with Clips and Drew. This episode, we're bringing you everything opening night related. We're talking all the important teams, Boston, Philly. We're talking about the LA LeBrons, the new look Clippers, Kemba drops 41. What's going on with Houston? We're also going to talk about this whole new G League situation. What's really going down? Why these players are going to be making 125K a year. It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. Drew, just kick the intro music. Excuse me. Didn't mean to interrupt like Mount Vesuvius. I'm about due to erupt. Use it or I'm losing it. They say I need to loosen up. Tight, I'm well taught. I must do the max like us. I do have something to say. So you got to give it up. Give it up. What up, podcast world? What's up, everybody? It's the follow through with Clips and Drew. It's the fucking NBA season, Drew. The season is here. It's here. We've been watching nothing but basketball. That's true. For the past three days. It is October 19th right now. Today is the 19th. The 19th, which means everybody has played. Every team has played so far. Uh, Philly's going to be at their third game tonight. Yeah, Philly's starting the the season (laughs) off running. Quick. Uh, This is episode 48. 48. Holy shit. Uh, We're getting up there in the numbers, Drew. I'm assuming I. I mean, I never know anybody's numbers, but I fucking know that there's no 48 that's going to be memorable. So there actually, there's a guy. There's, there's. You're, you're correct. First of all, the there is two players in the history of the NBA and the ABA that have ever worn the number 48. One of them we know. It's a name that we're familiar with. I think I know who it is. Go ahead and give it a guess. I think I know. I, I'm, I could be wrong, but. Uh, uh, Atlanta Hawks, um, Nazi. Was Nazi? Is Nazi one of them? So, Nazir Muhammad is one of them. I knew it! I thought he was 49. I thought he was 49. But he wasn't on the Atlanta Hawks before. Oh, shit. Okay. He wore number 48 for the Chicago Bulls. Okay. Uh, first of all, this man, uh, long, long career, but he bounced around. Dude. 42 years in the NBA? I guess it's something like that. And he played for all 30 teams twice, like during that course of that time. (laughs) So, uh, he, he did during the, the 2013, 14 and 15 seasons, he wore number 48 for the Chicago Bulls. Mm. He is a NBA champion. Uh, for Spurs? The, the Spurs yeah. in 2005. Okay. And in that season, he played for two other teams. Really? That was his third team of the season? Third team of the no, season. He was, and, he, and he took a ring. He was traded. He was on the Knicks and I think one other team. I can't remember exactly which team it was, but, uh, yeah. So this will be the Nazir Muhammad the episode because the only other gentleman is a guy named Walt Gilmore. You don't know Walt Gilmore, bro? Talk to me about I have no fucking exactly. idea who Walt Gilmore is. He played for one year <laughs> mm-hmm. in the 1971 19- Blazers. Hey, Portland, you made it, though, Walt. You Port- made it to the L. Portland Trail Blazers. Yeah, man. He, he, uh, it's literally he, be- he, he it's made between it. those two players? It's two right? players. That's all we got. And he, yeah, like I said, he wore for one season because that's the only season he played in the league. We're going to have to start coming up with an idea. Um I got something brewing. You got something brewing, I got okay? Because I, I, I think when we get once we get through the fifties, bro, I think it's a wrap as far as what we're trying to do. But if you have a good idea, I think we got we, we'll have something. I mean, we got uh, what number is Doncic wearing? Isn't he like sixty six or something oh, yeah, like that? Yeah. He's, so I think we'll have we'll have some. Our tests uh, in, uh-huh. in the days have been, have been you know up there. Right. Rodman, I think will come into play here in a little bit. Seventy three or ninety seven, <laughs> something like that. It's a lot of episodes. Uh, All right, so this is yeah. the so follow through with clips and Drew. This is the Nazi Muhammad. Shouts to Muhammad. Shout out to you, Nazi. Uh, 
Hey, a lot going on. We had a really good party the other night, our Eclipse and Drew tip-off party. Thanks for everyone who showed up. Yeah, we had uh, Gold Net Basketball was there, the Forest Lab was there, Hard to Guard was there, a bunch of friends and family showed. We had a really, really good time. Uh, it was our tip-off party. We watched the Sixers versus Boston, and then it was OKC versus Golden State. Both pretty good games, honestly. They were good games. I mean, Boston kicked the shit out of, of Philly. Yeah, well, so the one thing that we always know, right, at the beginning of the season, uh, preseason doesn't mean a whole lot to a a lot of the NBA best players. And and then that shows in the first week of the season because, holy crap, that was sloppy. There there was, I mean, even even all throughout yesterday's games, Wednesday's games, it was just really slow starting, a lot of turnovers, a lot of missed fucking missed shots all over the place. Oh, that game started horribly. If you remember, remember the very first start of the season, like the first three minutes was just like brick, turnover, steal, (laughs) turnover, brick, brick, brick. Like it was pretty gnarly bunch of missed layups. So, you know, as excited as we are for having basketball back, I think uh, I'm also looking forward to have basketball being back and looking a little bit better than it did. Yeah, I think 10 games into the season, we're going to see teams that, finally yeah. get into their... Correct. You know, we were really excited to see Kyrie come back, and he didn't Gordon have a good Hayward. game at all. Um, but Tatum looked really good. Tatum. Uh, Philly looked really good as far as, you know, Ben Simmons was running the show. Uh, he is special. Him and Embiid, definitely special. Yeah. They didn't pull it out. No, I mean, they, they, pretty, they, I mean, they lost by 18 points. Right. So that game, again, we can just chalk that up to... That's the first, first game, game. First game of the season. We're we're still we're still very much working out the kinks. Like you can see how rusty Kyrie Irving was. He didn't even like play. I think he in the fourth quarter he got he got benched. I think they were running twenty nine minutes. Right, but yeah. I, I'm pretty sure when it came down. I mean, obviously they were up by a lot. But uh, Hayward Hayward's first game back. Also, we want to mention that right. ten points for him. Right. He looked really rusty. Yeah, he looked like he had uh, cement in his shoes. Definitely, Which, you know, totally normal. Right. We don't. I don't expect him to hit the ground running at full speed after you know the full year that he had. Uh, of recovery. Well, I don't think he's going to be the same player either, though, Drew. I mean, that injury is pretty. I mean, that that that's going to give you a setback, dude. I don't think you're going to go back to being a hundred percent. Right. Well, but, it took Paul George about a year, true. to get everything back. I mean, mm-hmm. he was going to, and it's it's only natural to be tentative uh, when you're driving to the rack or if you're jumping up. Like I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that every time. Gordon Hayward leaves the floor. He's a little bit suspicious about how he's going to come down. Oh, it's in the back of your head, dude. I've right. torn two ACLs, and you know it's always going to be there. You think about it every time you play, dude. Exactly. Um, and you're never the same player, but obviously they have better medical staff than I did. Right. And 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 when you mm-hmm. look at the way that Paul George has pretty much fully recovered, mm-hmm. there's a lot of hope left for Gordon Hayward, who's Definitely. still a young man. Definitely. You know, and unfortunate timing for him, but I think also like just like Boogie Cousins. Both those guys were really starting to hit a peak, Hayward and Cousins, when they went out with these injuries. Yeah. And it now it's it's the the road to redemption, getting back to to that full form. And I, I honestly believe that both of them have a real good shot at doing that. I, so. th- I think so, too. And being the third highest paid player in the NBA, Hayward's got a little more pressure on him uh, at yeah. the moment. Actually, he's got less pressure being that he's on a great team. Um, yeah, that almost doesn't even need him. <laughs> no, pretty much. I mean, think about it. They're deep, bro. Yeah, they're deep. They're deep. Um, the, the big takeaways are the rust mm-hmm. that I saw from those first, from all the first game. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just shaking off the cobwebs. You know, moving to the to the Thunder versus Warriors game, the whole Warriors team looked pretty rusty because I don't know how hard they actually even tried to play in the preseason. They won by eight points in a game that was much closer than any of us could have predicted because the Thunder didn't have their main man, Russell Westbrook, running around True. out there. And and other than Steph Curry, that whole game was a bunch of garbage. <laughs> a lot of turnovers, a lot of miscommunications, a lot of missed shots and offensive boards, defensive rebounds. The one thing that I noted throughout all of these games, though, is is obviously the sloppy play and the rust. But... The second thing is is these players are going to have to adjust to the way that these refs are calling the games mm-hmm. now. There's been so many foul calls. Like in the preseason, there were games where there were 70 fouls in a game, right? And and then you're watching these. They're, they're taking a little bit of a setback, the refs are, but they're calling the player movement foul a lot, offensively right. and defensively. Right. So I think that's something that we're going to have to explore and look at moving forward because we're going to see if this continues, we're going to see a lot of players foul out a lot of players that get into foul trouble in the first half because it's a completely different way of playing. And so the rule, just for those that are, are a little bit unaware, now when when even almost especially off the ball, when someone's trying to make a cut and you you know block them with your arm or you try to track them, you hold them a little bit or whatever that you used to do to try and trail that individual that's running around, as soon as you touch them, they're essentially calling a foul every time. 
Uh, same thing with screens. If but you're not, Embiid if, got called three times last night it, for the same play. And yeah, and so and Rondo fouled out of a game mm-hmm. last night. I know we're going to get into that in a little bit, but we're going to see this happen a lot. So the players are going to have to adjust to this new era of foul calling and player movement. Mm-hmm. And I think that is going to come into a lot of the games. Like I remember in the beginning of of the Warriors game, by the end of the first quarter, the Oklahoma City Thunder had 23 free throw attempts. That's crazy. In the first quarter. Right. So that's something that everyone's going to have to adjust to. Uh, and I think it will decide a couple games in the beginning of the season. So Now, at that point of the evening, OKC and Golden State, the Dodgers were also playing. So let's at our go party, Dodgers. Let's go Dodgers. Let's go Dodgers. Eva, one more Boyers. game. One more game. Uno mas, as they that's say. That's right. They got a game tonight. Um, during that time at our party, though, things were getting a little out of hand. And uh, we didn't really... I didn't pay much attention to that game. Uh, I was more concerned about making sure everybody at our party was having a good time. Yeah, yeah. And I was more concerned about Wednesday and everybody playing on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, there was a few really good games. Of, of I have a league pass, so I got to watch. I was watching literally every freaking game. Um, NBA all day. NBA all day. I was waiting for the Clipper game. It was the Clippers against the Nuggets. Nuggets. And it was at home for the uh, Clippers? At home. We got another one tonight nice. at home. OKC tonight. I was really excited. I, I love opening night for the Clippers. Normally, sure. I'm there. Uh, I didn't go this year, but I love the look of our team. I really do. I love from top to bottom. We don't have any superstars, right? Um, but we play really well. Doc keeps talking about uh, PSD, and PSD is pace and defense and spacing, and I think we did that really, really Good. well. Yeah. But to what you were saying two minutes ago, Pat Bev had three fouls. Yeah. You know, in the first exactly. quarter, Gortat had three fouls in the first quarter. Exactly. We played really, really well. I don't see. I I don't see it yet. How how ESPN has Denver uh, power ranked at the tenth? They look good. I like their offense. They got Jamal Murray. Yep. You know, uh, uh, they got a couple good guys on that team. Um, but I didn't see it. I, I really don't see them being – do you? No. I mean, so this is why if, if you did listen to the, the previous uh, podcast for the NBA preview, I have the Nuggets not making the playoffs this year, right? They Again, they are a good team, and, and they're going to live and die with Nikola Jokic, as they should. He's, He's great. He is a top NBA talent, and any team in the NBA would be happy to have him. Uh, but they really are. I mean, he's going to do what he's going to do. They're going to be relying on Paul Millsap to hit a lot of shots and Jamal Murray to hit a lot of shots and Gary Harris to hit a lot of shots. And that was a really good game. That I, I know there was a lot of the, the ticky-tack like, fouls that we were just talking right. about in the, in, during the course of that game, but that was a really good competitive NBA game. From top to bottom. Yes. Um, the Nuggets ended up winning. They did, and the, the reason being, you know, we couldn't execute at the end. We were up we we're up eight with five minutes to right. go. And then missed shots, turnovers, fouls. Um, that's, you know, that's just how it goes. And that's what the – in order for us to make it to the playoffs this year, we're going to have to learn how to execute. Yes. And we got to find that guy that's going to be the guy – um, which Danilo looked really good. Danilo, Danilo, looked Danilo good. was hitting shots. Yep. The bright spot for me, two things, and I had mentioned I'm gonna, I, I had mentioned him in the last podcast. But Boban, Bobby, oh, aka he went off in the fourth quarter. Bobby won Kenobi. Okay, this is my guy <laughs> right now. Yes, the most. And I mentioned that in preseason. I mean, for uh, he forty points in thirty three minutes in the preseason. Yes. he's the most efficient player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, efficient being that. He's seven foot three and can dunk on his tippy toes. You saw the tippy toe dunk. He had I two think he, of them. He did it like multiple times. Two yeah, times. yeah, he did it two times. They literally, you can throw it up anywhere to Bobby, mm-hmm. and this guy's putting it in the hoop. He's got a soft touch. He can hit his free throws. We have three centers that can hit free throws, which is amazing. Which is really good. coming from DeAndre Jordan. Totally, <laughs> and that's even Ralph Lawler had mentioned that in the game. Yeah. Like this is something that we haven't had. Even Gortat with a fifteen foot jumper. Like we've ne- we haven't had that. He's money in in in, t- in ten loves, years. He loves that shot. He does. Yeah. Um, but the bright spot for me was uh, say hey Shay. That's okay. my that's my guy. Say hey, say hey Shay. Okay, uh, Shay Gilgis Alexander. He uh, we, we have uh, big plans for him. I thought his poise. I, I, I mentioned poise a lot on the podcast. He just looks like a pro. He comes out. He has a seven foot wingspan at six five, and he was finishing things by the hoop that rookies normally don't finish. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of that comparison in Sean Livingston, the young Sean Livingston. Like I see, totally. Sean was a little taller than him. Yep. But just the fact that he 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 came in and played like a pro. Uh, we moved the ball really well. The shooting's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, Patrick Beverly was throwing up a lot of threes. Which he, he took some ill advised threes. I, 
I think we need, and yeah, I mean, we we needed buckets. I'd rather have Avery Bradley shooting totally. those threes than, totally. than than Pat, but he's he's gonna have to hit a couple of them. You got to, and and I like that he's going to take the shot, which is something he should do. But in a couple moments, especially in the fourth, he threw up some threes that were like, oh he's, no, <laughs> Drew, he, Drew, he was zero for five. Yeah, oh, Bradley yeah. was Bradley was zero for two. Yeah, you know what I mean. Right. Uh, uh, Luke even if Luke can hit the 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 Bruce Bowen corner, the corner. three, give me the corner. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> but defensively, we look really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, uh, and we haven't lost an opening day game in seven years, so this was our first loss. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, but again, we're a young team. It is what it is. Tonight we play OKC. I wanted to see a little more from Mike Scott. I want to see a little more from Montrez. Is energy all day? He's great. Great. I'm. I'm happy it's with it. It's about him. as good of a backup center as you can get for the value that they got him for, dude. He's out there rebounding everything. He's trying to dunk on everybody. He is. And he's undersized, and he, he still did it. There right. was one he had a he had an and one dunk that wasn't called an and one dunk on Jokic, I think it was, or Miles Plumley, or one right. of the one of the big seven footers. He was like, have some of that. Uh and he walked away. I heard him say, I nope, no, I said and one <laughs> to the ref. The ref didn't give it to him, it was on the floor. Before we move on from the game, you mentioned Ralph Lawler. Mm-hmm. The legendary Clipper announcer. Years. This is going to be his last season, and I, I want to do a, a, a big shout out to him, man. A, a unbelievable career with the Clippers. Man. It's going to break. It's a, it'll break my heart. I grew up. This is all I've known is mm-hmm. Ralph Lawler. Mm-hmm. You know, bingo. I, bingo. I, bingo. Oh, me. Oh my. Yeah. Lawler's law. Fasten yeah. your seatbelt, folks. First one to hundred wins. That's right. You know, this is uh, this is etched in my mind forever. Yeah. Um, and we're going to be talking about Ralph a lot more. I hope this season. So Clippers got OKC tonight. Hopefully we get that dub. Uh, another game Wednesday night was the Mellow, the debut of Mellow and the Rockets, the new look Rockets. Um, they played against the Pelicans. Pelicans. And they got their ass handed to them. They sure as hell did. The The Pelicans have a legit big three now. They certainly do. With a, with a four coming in, being Drew they're, Holiday. Their starting five is solid. It is. What I heard a lot of was... Alfred Payton is trash. Right. Ooh. And he came out with a triple-double, mm-hmm. 10, 10, and 10 in his first game. And they won. They beat probably the second or third best team in the NBA by 19 points. And he wasn't the star of the show. It was definitely Anthony Davis who dropped 32 points. And Nikola Mirotic dropped 30. And Randall dropped 25. That's that's so the big three. They all, they all looking exactly how I thought they would look. And we were right by saying that they were never on the floor, all three at the same time. I can't remember that happening once during that game. No. But the good news is, is that there shouldn't be a time where at least two of them aren't on the floor, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, dude, Drew Holiday looks great. He's locking up defenders. He's going to be an outsider for defensive player of the year, I think, as well as Anthony Davis, if he continues to rebound and block shots. Yeah, how he, many, what, did he, what did he get? How many blocks did he have? Um, let three? me look, look at this real quick. He, well, yeah, he, he went up three. against Clint Capella and blocked his shot a couple different times. Right. Uh, let me see here. He had uh, 32 points, 16 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 steals, 3 blocks. Right. And, and Capella uh, had 8. Capella and, and, and Davis I legit blocked like 2 dunks in a row in like mm-hmm. the first quarter for mm-hmm. Capella. He's like, no, you're not having that. And so I think having Davis really embrace the center role this year I think is new for him too because there was a lot of years where he was like, I'm not a center. I want to play power forward. And I get that. But in this day and age, he should absolutely be the ultimate stretch five. Like, cause he can dribble and he, he can, can, and he can shoot and he's seven feet right. tall and he has a ridiculous wingspan. So yeah, he should be a center. And that's why people say he's the, he's the best player in the NBA. You know what I mean? That's he's what, certainly up there, man. Right. I mean, however you want to cut it, he should be in your top five hands right. down. If but, he's not, then you're not looking at the right stuff. But let's talk about Houston for a second because okay. I was really excited. To see them play, and you know I'm a mellow fan, all right. Yeah. Um, first things first is you, you. Any way you look at it, Mello should not be coming off the bench. I'm sorry, Mello. I think he should. I think he was I, great off the bench for them. He came out firing. Yeah. I think he hit his first two shots. He did. One thing I noticed about that game with Houston too is fuck, how many threes are you gonna shoot, homie? These dudes were jacking. Unbelievable. Threes, right. Unbelievable. CP's jacking. Harden's jacking. Fucking, they're all jacking, dude. Yep. So Mello coming off the bench, I think just your whole career, dude. You've been you've been the man, you've been scoring your whole career. Coming off the bench just kind of throws you off. Let Eric Gordon come off the bench. That's what he's been used to. That's what he should be doing. Right. But Eric Gordon led them in scoring. Okay. So this is my whole thing, right? So if you look at the minute breakdown, Melo played 27 minutes. Okay. Okay. He scored nine points. Right. Eric Gordon played three 20- of ten. Three of ten shooting. Eric Gordon played 29 minutes mm-hmm. and he scored 21 points. Right. 
So I understand why he should come off the bench. They took, like you said, bro, they took so many threes. It was ins- they took 48 threes in that game. And they try to pull the lob city down there with yeah. Capella. That works. The, the pick and roll works really well. Harden was throwing it up to yeah. him. CP was throwing it up to him. Um, but, but the Pelicans were just too much. I really liked James Ennis though. He, uh-huh. st- he stood out to me and he hasn't really had a shot in the league. Yeah. Um, he's supposed, he's supposed to be that Trevor Ariza for them, kind yeah. of, which he's not going to be. He's a, he's a good athlete, he, young player. Right. Good defender. He, he'll get out and run. He, he can be a Trevor Ariza for them, I think, on some level. And they have the former rookie of the year on their team, dude. Michael Carter Williams. Mike, oh, you can't, can't sleep on MCW. Can't, I'm just saying they have the former rookie of the year, <laughs> um, who's had, who's been struggling in the right. NBA. But I think these are two players that could be really valuable to them. Yeah. You can on it, you can tell right away that losing Ariza and losing Luke are, is it's huge. Made a for big them. difference. Cause there is, if, if Houston continues to play like this, uh-huh. they might be in trouble, dude. So to speak to to what you were talking about a little bit, they they took a total of ninety two shots, and forty eight of those were from three. <laughs> Seriously, yes. So the majority of their shots were from three. And if wow. you watch the game, there was, I think there was a stretch. This was so similar to Game Seven against the Warriors. There was a stretch there in the third quarter where they took like twelve threes in a row. Ofer. And they didn't make any. I think maybe they made one. Right. But they went and they just, no one was shooting a two. Right. Which is obviously something they're gearing towards. And, and yes, I, I know if, if there's some analytic heads out there that, that when you look at the numbers, the value for a three point shot attempt versus the value for a mid range two is so much higher when you, when you shoot that three versus a mid range two. But hey, what about a layup? Is that is it so hard to do a pick? You and have roll? James Harden on your team, and like so he can't get a layup. This was this was kind of rolling into my next point. James Harden had a very mediocre game. Yeah, he had great numbers on the assists and rebound mm-hmm. side, but he only scored eighteen points and he only took fifteen shots. Right. So coming off an MVP season, I don't know if he was of the mindset that he was trying to be the facilitator, but he only took fifteen shots. I if he should never be the facilitator. If you're the Houston Rockets, you want him shooting twenty five shots a game. I agree. He's a thirty point per game scorer, roughly. Yeah, I mean he can get there every night. And for him to be as mediocre as he was, that's got to be a little bit of a headache, a little bit of a worry. I mean, he got outscored by PJ Tucker, you know. And everything you just said about them not getting, not not going for layups, he he, he shot four free throws. Right, he was three for four from the line. That doesn't sound like James Harden, exactly. You know what I mean? He's 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 at the line six to ten times a night at least, and that's where he's getting all his points, and and that's where they need him to be doing. They'll um, figure it out. They'll figure it out. Yeah, I, this this is an overreaction, I think, from us, but it is it when a team that is really out and out trying to beat the Warriors and trying to win a championship comes out and loses by 19 points to a team that no one really has as a contender, the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. No one really has them as a contender, including myself. Mm-hmm. I have them finishing sixth. That's a that's a wake-up call. So hopefully they take it that way and they move forward and they, and they try to get better as a unit. To your Carmelo Anthony point, and then we can kind of wrap it up mm-hmm. on this, I love him off the bench. He, I know it's going to be a, something for him to swallow, but if he's playing 27 minutes, he shouldn't really have an issue with coming off the bench, especially because when he does come off the bench, they want him firing that fucking rock. I get it, but I get it. I thought the most interesting fact from the Houston game was the new NBA rule with the shoes, right? Okay. Now you can wear whatever the fuck you want, right? Whatever you want, shoe-wise. Um, PJ Tucker. He wore three different pairs. Four. Four? He wore four. <laughs> Different pairs of shoes. Well, he's at this point. He's going for the for the swaggy for the, of the year. Yeah, that's the, the shoe game is on lock for but PJ. You do. We play basketball our whole life. I'm not switching shoes mid game. That's not me. Wrong. That's not me either. I mean, I, yeah, game per game, sure, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But middle of the game, that's got to be a weird thing to do. I mean, he had a good game, honestly. I mean, he he only had two like rebounds, PJ. but he he showed himself well. But I saw something about Kuzma. Oh, we're gonna talk about Kuzma and go okay, for sure because because he rocked some really dope shoes that we can get into when we when we talk about the Laker game. I can't wait. I want There's two more games I want to talk about from that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kawhi's debut. Kawhi Leonard. They did pull that. I mean, they played Cleveland, and Cleveland's going to be sorry as fuck this year. We really nice showing for him, though. It was. Kawhi. Good it was. showing for him. 24 points, 12 rebounds in a home opener. And we saw everyone at this point has probably seen the clip where as soon as he touched the ball, the crowd was right. ignited, and then they passed it to his brand-new teammate up there, and everyone just went dead silent, which was hilarious. <laughs> Danny Green knew the right thing, passed the ball back to Kawhi. The crowd goes nuts Get again. a bucket. But yeah, man, I you know this is exactly kind of what I thought was going to happen in this game. The, the Raptors are significantly better than the Cavs at this point, and you got to be excited about how well Kyle Lowry played. I like that alongside uh, uh, Kawhi, uh, Ka- Kyle and Kawhi. That's going to be an issue for me. Kyle me Lowry, Kyle Kawhi, Lowry, and Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. It's going to be Kawhi not- Kalau. 
Did you see how Lowry was still doing his handshake with Demar before the game? Did you see this? D- with who? With Demar. He Demar's not there. They did a handshake before every game that they did by the locker room. He did it by himself. By himself with it. How cool is that? Oh, look at that. Misses his buddy. Oh man. He still does the same thing before they run out. Oh. They did a. I don't know who posted it, but they did a top to bottom. You know, like you know, video of yeah like, how they do it, and he he did it before the game too. So yeah, he's he's gonna miss his pal because he's sure not gonna bro out with Kawhi. Pretty sure that's not gonna happen. I mean, it might. Who knows? Kawhi. It seems like if you can get to know Kawhi like on a on a, like they're around him every day right right he's very closed closed off to the media mm-hmm. and, and to the outside world but I mean I would imagine that he's got to be somewhat agreeable like we saw him crack a smile a couple different times we heard we him did. laugh for the first we time did. This year, never so. heard that so I think I think there's a chance especially because Kyle Lowry just seems like a good guy you know he seems like a really fun dude to hang out with and uh, you know, he and De- and Demar clashed initially right. when they were there. In they weren't homies. They for, were not cool, right. and then that turned around. So I, I I still think there's a lot of hope. If you're a Toronto Raptors fan, you got to be excited about what you saw. Yeah, and le- and let's not. I mean, Cle- Cleveland is going to be bad this year, but they had a bunch of players that put up numbers. You know, who didn't put up numbers was the dude talking shit all summer, just Tristan Thompson. That dude, <laughs> 27 minutes, three points. He had 13 you know, rebounds. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, but you know, Love put in 21. Rodney Hood looked good. 12 points. He looked good out there finally. Um, cause he almost, he almost fucked off his money big time. Yeah. He, well, he signed a one year deal. Yeah. So he's, he's really got to, he's got to climb that ladder he, again. Because this year. he wants the hell out of Cleveland too. Well, <laughs> he's going to get the most minutes, I think, in this squad. I, one person that we want to talk about, obviously, is Kevin Love. You, mm-hmm. you mentioned the 21 points, but he, he only shot 27%, 28% from the field. He was five of 18, which is not what you want, Mm-mm. but it's good to get him going though. He had 21 points, seven rebounds. He's, he should be playing the most minutes out of anyone on this team. He mm-hmm. should be getting the most shots, which he did both of those uh, in this game. You just got to hope that he starts getting to that rhythm. And they really should, you know, Tyrone Liu, show us how you can coach now. Yeah, let's now, see. now you can go out there and coach. You need to start building plays for Kevin Love. And I want to talk about Seti Osman. Oh, he put up some He put up some numbers. Seti Osman is looking quite nice out there, bro. And I was, I was a little suspicious as to why he didn't get more run last year in Cleveland squad in the playoffs because he had shown some sparks. He was coming off the bench for a couple minutes, but mm-hmm. he almost, you know, when it came down to the wire, I don't even know if he played in the finals. But he had, you know, 17 points, 10 rebounds in 33 minutes. That's, that's big. It's a big game. That's a great game for him. Right. So keep your eyes peeled for him. Um, was there a second game that you wanted to mention? Yeah, two, two teams that we both said are, aren't going to be shit this year, but it was actually like one, one of the better games of the night. It was the Knicks and Hawks. And the Knicks came out 0 for 9 first quarter. Could not hit the water if they fell off a boat, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Fisdale calls timeout. Fan comes on the court to shoot for the, the, the half court 10,000. Yes, sir. Banks that bitch in. Dude, it was nice, too. It was too. nice. Good form. Because he missed. He got his layup, missed his free throw, missed his three, banks the fucking... Banks oh, no the, way, because I only saw the half-court version No, you Because they kept adding zeros to how far you go, so you start with, like, it was, like, $10 for a layup, layup. 100 for a free, free throw, 1000 for a three, 10000 for a half. So he won a, he won a, a 10000 in $10. That's great. <laughs> That's they right. got it. Don't forget the 10 <laughs> I want that 10 Don't forget that 10 on the layup. You said something about that. <laughs> But after he hits it, right? So it's the end of the first. After he hits that shit, mm-hmm. uh, New York goes on a 49. They score 49 points yeah. in the second quarter. <laughs> the most ever in franchise, franchise history. history. <laughs> right? And they looked good. Hey, they Tim did. Hardaway looked good. 31 points for Timmy. Right? Timmy. 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 Looking like his, old, like his old pops out there. Right? And and I, I think the, the highlight of the day... At least from from what I could see, there was a lot of really good dunks. But Alonzo Trier, my Ooh, guy, your guy, went right to the right rack, to the boy. rack and and just yammed it on everybody in there. He that, might, dude, he's it, gonna get some burn, bro. He's very impressive right now. He got twenty six minutes, dude. He had fifteen points. Mm-hmm. That's that's not bad. That is not. And he bad. came out of nowhere. He's the he's the lowest paid player on the team right now. Yeah, he had a, he signed a two way deal. Mm-hmm. And and Fizdale goes, you know what? I don't I don't see him playing a whole lot in the G League this year. Mm-hmm. I think we're probably gonna have him up here, which is <laughs> makes well, a lot of damn sense. Makes a lot of sense right um how did how did kevin knox do in that in that uh, game he 10 points 10 four for 16 he 20, didn't shoot too well 23 minutes that's right. been his big deal right now he's been a little bit off from mm-hmm. the floor uh we really i need to see him do that better because i mean he is he's everything that you would want in a wing player and he's just getting beat out right now by by trier trier's yep. taking his minutes and bro. he and he, he just might take his minutes i mean mm. as far as all the rookies went uh, for their first games, I mean DeAndre Ayton looked really good, but everybody else was pretty average. Like Bagley didn't get double double nope. digits. Um, Doncic had double digits. No, he had ten. 
yeah. something like that. Uh, Shay, uh, say hey, Shay, got ten points. You know what I mean? Nothing crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, Aiden only had eighteen. Sorry. Oh, he did. Eighteen and ten. But he looked good. He did. He looked great. I mean, he's taking jumpers. And Booker was killing. Devin bro. Booker is again, dude. People, I, 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 he, he deserves to be an all star. He's just in one of those situations where. It doesn't matter because right. he's in a she was on a shitty franchise for all these years. So hopefully, if he continues to perform on this level, how can you deny this man mm-hmm. at least a shot at an All Star game? Goodness gracious, if we could get him as a Laker fan, and, you know I love Clay Thompson, but give me Devin Booker, Is please. It, yeah, I mean he reminds me of Steph. Dude, he I'm just sorry, they read dude. him up, they got him locked up. Obviously, so it's gonna be, it's gonna take a lot to pry him, a lot pry of him, money pry, to pry him away. But uh, one more from our from our uh, from that night. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I'm I'm going to be talking about the Pacers a lot this year because I really like them. Seven players in double figures that night. Indiana Pacers, you're yeah. talking about? They played the Grizzlies, which is basically paying, playing a JV squad. Oh, my God. They only scored 83 points, they, guys. Yeah. That's 83 a- points for an NBA franchise on an opening night. That's that's embarrassing. That's pretty sorry. So, Pacers had seven players in double figures. Oh, Oladipo looked good. McDermott's going to be really good for them. I love I like Doug. Him. Dude, he's, and he's exactly what they need. They right. needed to spread the floor a little bit more. Their, their three-point shooting was average last year. When you add him... Yes, sometimes he's a liability on defense, but what he gives you—he's—he's a, he's a mini JJ Redick. Honestly, when you look at him, uh, if you—if you're giving him a, a wide open shot, he's gonna hit it. So, uh, yeah, shots to Doug, aka uh, Jimmy Chitwood, back in Indiana. <laughs> if seven players are scoring in double figures, that means you're passing the rock. Everybody's on the same page. Mm-hmm. I really like the system they have there, and uh, but I think we we should get into uh, we have to talk. It's got to talk Laker basketball, dude. It's time the most anticipated game. You know, any basketball fan in the world was watching that game last night. Yep, I was about as excited for the season opening game as I've been since the last time we were in the playoffs. Right, so like essentially, a while. every time especially during the last end of, of, of Kobe's reign with the Lakers, I'm always excited to start the season because I love basketball. But when I thought about this, I was getting amped. I was getting prepped in my in my house by myself. I me watched too. That I game. didn't even want to watch with nobody. I watched that game night. alone. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I was a little surprised by how excited I was to see this game under go underway. And as much as I have disliked LeBron in the past, and you know I, I've always been on Team Kobe, but LeBron has joined – the Lakers franchise and in everything that he's saying and doing, he's, he's, he's acting exactly how I would hope he would be acting with this team. Uh, he's going to be a leader for this franchise and everything that he's doing is, uh, something that we haven't necessarily seen from him as far as like a leadership mentorship role for young players. A lot of the times in his, in his past, he expects the players to elevate to his level, Mm -hmm. which is where he's had some disconnect with young players now. But he's fully, it seems like he's fully embracing this leadership role and mentorship role with these young players and, and then, you know, patting them on the back when they do something good, uh, helping them, coaching them when they're doing something bad, um, and then creating a really good team atmosphere. And they start, he started the game like only LeBron should start the game. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? Back to back dunks, baby. Big dunks, too. Big time dunks, stealing a dunk. There was a lot of stuff that I didn't like that happened in that game, but I am, I am, what didn't you like, Drew? Minus the shooting, because they shot horribly. Correct, the shooting. Uh, I and that's did, gonna be a, that's gonna be an Achilles heel for you guys this year. We don't have shooters, right? We don't. Uh, Josh Hart was our best three point shooter. I don't think Kuzma's gonna have as much of a rough time shooting from three as he did last night. Mm-hmm. I think that was just an off night for him. LeBron didn't hit a three. He was over four from right. three, right? Uh, which is you know kind of on par with his shooting. Although his percentages are up in the last couple of years, I don't expect him to do that a whole lot. It was an off-night shooting. We were in Portland, a very hostile crowd. Actually, I take that back. There was a lot of fucking Laker fans out Lots. there. A lot of Laker fans in Portland last night. So not as hostile as I guess I, I, I would expect it to be. But yeah, man, the shooting is one thing. But I was really I was disappointed in the lack of offensive cohesiveness, if I can be. The, the, knowing where to be, there was a lot of like LeBron holding the ball at the top. Be like, no, 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 get over here. And Rondo was doing that a lot. In the preseason, we seem to have a better grip on what we were doing, the action, the motion offense that we were running. We're flying up the court. We're immediately getting into that motion offense. And, and throughout the game last night, it, it, there was 
slower versions of that. I that, thought I, I think you're work. totally right on that. Yeah. I thought it was either fast transition offense, yeah, or a slow it down and figure out what the fuck we're gonna do. And I and I don't want to slow it down. And I think the whole idea for this team is to get out and run at every moment. And I love that. And that's like what they did on the on that on the play where where LeBron went coast to coast. Rondo gets it out of bounds, quicks th- throws it down court to LeBron, and they're getting a bucket. Right. Um. I thought I think the the bright spot is seeing how well you know, uh, LeBron and Ingram play. Like, it seems like they have a really good vibe together. Yeah. Um, Ingram didn't shoot too well either. Like, nobody shot very well. No, you're right. Um, but I want to talk about the shoe game because Kuzma signed a deal with Goat. He has a Nike deal. Um, but he signed a deal with Goat, um, to wear vintage shoes. He can wear what, like, throwback shoes. Uh, Any pair of shoes that they have. Right. He can wear them. And tell him what he wore to so the game. So I didn't, I didn't realize this, but after the fact, there was a post made uh, about what Kyle Kuzma wore to the game, and he wore some, you know, whatever swagged out clothes that all these millennials love. But on his feet were the exact pair of shoes that LeBron James wore in his very first game in the NBA for so the Cleveland dope. Cavaliers, That's and he so wore those dope. into the arena. Unfortunately, he did not play exactly like LeBron did in that opening game. He didn't have him on during the game. Right. But I like that. And that's a that's a really cool little tribute to to the man, LeBron. I'm sure LeBron loved that. I, I bet I bet he got a kick out of that. He was he probably LeBron didn't even would notice. Probably. LeBron was probably like, Why don't I have those? <laughs> right. How right. are you having those? Where those should be in my collection. Right. How did those escape me? <laughs> he must have given those out to charity or something like that. Toss them out to the fans, but he should want those shoes. I think but, you guys are going to be fine, Drew. Yeah. I, uh, the big takeaway for me is this. 119 points is good. Our defense was not so good, right? So the the whole offensive stuff, that's going to come with with minutes and game time. And, and Stauskas lit you guys up. That's where I was going to go. Oh, I, like the Kind of the X factor of this game is Nick, Sco- Nick Stauskas had 24 points and was on fire. He showed out last night. He showed out. In, in the first half, he was like he was like you know, five for five or something like that in all threes. Uh, you know, yes, that's going to happen. But when you look at the way we defended, it wasn't great. So, and that's and defense is all about effort, right? And so, if I'm not seeing the defensive effort, and we're we're giving up 128 points to a team like Portland, who had a again not the best shooting night for them either. They right. were they were shooting really low from three, other than Stauskas and Dame hit a couple, uh, you know, uh, threes late. But a team like Portland is a team that we need to be competitive against, which it was a competitive game. But giving up almost 130 points to them. That's a lot. That's not good. Nurkic, Nurkic played really well, too. Nurkic is a good player. Right. You know, people can say what they want about him, mm-hmm. but he's a good player. Shout out to JaVale McGee, who was... Who Man, was, he, played, he looked good. JaVale McGee looked like a gazelle out there. I'd just take him on my team Running and jumping and right. doing all that stuff. So I'm happy to see him play. The, the biggest concern outside of what I'm talking about, the defense and the offense... Lonzo Ball was the ninth man in the in the game. Josh Hart was subbed into the game before Lonzo Ball. And don't write it off from coming off knee injury either. Rondo started the game. You did? And I think that's how it's going to be all season, especially if you can't shoot, dog. Right. If he can't shoot, then I think he's going to be coming off the bench, bro. I really do. Well, I but the other side of that is that when he was out there, he kind of he kind of looked out of place. He he didn't really I I don't I think his grasp of the offense isn't where it should be right now. He didn't look like he was playing with a whole lot of purpose mm-hmm. while he was out there. He was really, you know, a lot of the times he, he didn't even want to bring the ball up the floor. And the Lakers have one play for him, and it's that Alonzo it, brings the ball up, passes to LeBron on the wing, and gets a backdoor screen for an alley-oop. And, and guess what? The Blazers were ready for that because – LeBron threw the pass, and the guy just caught it in the air and just ran it down the floor. Like, all right, so that's not going to work so, tonight. But that's the one play that they have for Lonzo to mm-hmm. kind of boost his ego. So I, th- I honestly think, you know, this is a weird take for me, but I think if that play works, Lonzo has an amazing game. And I think they're going to continue to try and run that play for him throughout the game to get him going, get that confidence That's what flowing. I'm talking about with Melo, though. That's what I was saying with Melo. What do you get, mean? Just get as soon get him started early, get the confidence up, and then you, the buckets. Melo did exactly what you want. He came in the game in the first touch. He shot it he and did. nailed the shot. He did do so, that. So, and he, I don't think confidence is an issue with Melo because he's coming in and firing the rock. I'm just saying, getting him wet and get him adjusted. It's kind of like it's kind of like when you you know you want to go to your big man first in the game. You know, you want to sure. try to get your big man going. Yeah. And sometimes when you're struggling, it's nice to get to the free throw line and see a couple balls go through the net. You know right. what I mean? And then right. shit changes. But so LeBron. Uh, just to kind of wrap this up, he had the second uh, largest point total in a Lakers debut in the history of the franchise. Uh, 
which is only 26 yeah, points. Seems much. weird. Yeah. But Shaq only had 23 in his debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kobe's debut is not even on the list because I think he had like nine or something. Eight points. Right? Yeah. So I and I and I'm trying to remember who it was. I think Kareem was the one that had 20, 27 or 29. Mm-hmm. Who was the only one that beat out LeBron? Uh, in a debut. And this is an, another interesting thing that I saw is LeBron has had four debuts with franchise, with all the different franchises, right? His first with Cleveland, one with Miami, back with Cleveland, and then the Lakers. All four of them, he's lost. All four. Really? He's, nev- he's never won an opening day game with a new, coming back to a new franchise or going back to the He's Cavs. won opening day games, but not coming to a new franchise. Not to the okay. start of a new franchise, which That's I thought was a weird fucking stat. That's interesting. Uh, he's And he's performed pretty well in all four of those, but I didn't, I thought that was a weird thing. I wanted to mention that. Uh, so is the end of the world? Absolutely no. not. We're going to be just fine. I think the five seed looks pretty good for us. <laughs> I ho- I'm hopeful that we can get there based on the performance last night. I think we're gonna we're gonna start nailing this out in the next ten games. Again, it's the first game. Yeah. Let's let's not get too excited or too down. You know what I mean? I'm hyped on the Knicks right now, but let's see where we are in, in a week. You yeah. know what I mean? Shit's and and be totally shout out to different. Josh Hart, who's earning every fucking I minute he's getting out there. Him. He scored twenty points. Love him. I want to see more of him out there. Less of Caldwell Pope. Give me more Josh. Why Hart. is he starting? Because we're paying him eighteen million dollars. That we, we that better... guy should not be fucking starting. Yeah. I'm not a fan of him at all. He's tough. I ain't a fucking fan of him. Well, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of his, but I'm more of a fan of Josh Hart. I'm, I'm with that. Yeah. But I want to get into some more shit happened in the NBA. We want, I want to talk about the G League. I want to talk about what they brought up. Um, let's get into that, Drew. Okay. All right, we are back. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. The legendary Nazar Mohammed <laughs> episode 48. Uh, we're running thin on players, people, but it is what it is. We forgot two two things. We did. Uh, two games. In, There's so many games being there, played. And we don't want to have a three-hour podcast. So we're going to try to bring you like the be- what we think is the best every week. Yeah. Um, but what we have to touch on the saga that is Jimmy Butler and the Timberwolves. Absolutely. They did play. They played the Spurs. And they lost their first game. It they, was a close game. They did. It was 108 to 112. And so we got to see not only the Jimmy Butler, Cat, and Wiggins trio again in that whole weird scenario. But we also got to see the debut for DeMar DeRozan and, and the San Antonio Spurs. And... Before we really delve into the Minnesota Timberwolves thing, DeMar DeRozan showed out last night. He did. 28 points for him. He looked really good. Uh, Would you expect anything less, though? I mean, DeMar's a hooper. I didn't. I don't I don't expect right. anything less. I, I expect – I mean, 28's a nice number for him. I thought maybe closer to 25 for him, but 28's good. He played 38 minutes, and him and LaMarcus looked really good together. LaMarcus had 21 and 19 um, in his debut, and then you know it's just it's the Spurs doing the Spurs things, man. They scored 112, 112 points, and they had six players in double digits, and, and everyone's contributing. I uh, they had I think they had Bryn Forbes as the starting point guard, who is relatively unknown in the NBA circles, but he played I think three years at Michigan State for Tom Izzo, maybe just two years. Uh, he's a good little shooter. We'll see how that whole thing develops with the, with them, but. The Spurs look exactly like I thought they would. I'm more interested in your take on Minnesota. Of course. Everyone's been waiting to see what this was going to be. And Jimmy Butler was there, and he played, and he started alongside of Wing- Wiggins and, and Carl Anthony Towns, a.k.a. Cat. And honestly, dude, we, we, he, he's he's clearly the only pussycat on a team full of wolves, bro. Oh. Ho, ho, ho. It's pretty clear. Oh, Drew said it, people. Mark that down. It's. I mean, Mark he, that down. Carl Anthony Towns played only 22 minutes. He had only eight points. Ooh. He did have nine rebounds, which is nice, but he got less points than Gorgie Jang and less minutes than Gorgie Jang. I will say that Wiggins looked pretty good, and Jimmy Butler looked really good, and Jeff Teague scored 27 I points. I like Jeff Teague. Yeah. I like Jeff Teague. Yeah. And you had mentioned uh, to me today, uh-huh. uh, you were talking about a good package deal. We were talking about Kemba. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kemba, who had 41 points. Uh, what a what a show for him! Man. Great great game. I, they did lose. They lost that game. It was close, but yeah. But Batum took a fucking horrible right shot at the end. There, it should have been Kemba all the way. Yeah, he was he was lights out. But the, the trade that I thought that could work. I mean, if if 
if the Timberwolves are still even exploring this. I don't even know if it's still an exploration for them. I, I feel like Tibbs is going to force this he to is. be a situation. But if they are still looking, especially as it goes throughout the season and maybe they're not doing so hot, they keep losing games like this. I think if you package Butler and Teague for Kemba and like Batum, that's a that's a trade that would work. Obviously, the Hornets would be giving up, you know, Kemba, uh, who has a possibility of resigning there, but who has, has been on the trade the trade block as as recently as last season. Um, obviously, you're probably not going to resign Jimmy Butler, but Jeff Teague is a really good point guard, and then you have some space to go from there. So that's just an idea that I had, but. Honestly, the more that I think about it, the more I think that that Minnesota and and especially Coach Tibbs is going to force this to be the situation at least till All Star break. They're going to have to. But yeah, I'm I am intrigued to see the 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 continuing saga as this goes oh, on it's in a Minnesota. Soap opera. But if Cat does this continually, this is going to be an issue. Well, they're going to have problems up there in Minnesota. Another thing that happened in the NBA this week, uh, Drew, you bring it up because actually we talked about this. To, uh, yesterday, the, the the NBA announced that the G League will be offering uh, players out of high school, elite prospects out of high school, an option to join the G League directly out of high school and earn as much as $125,000 uh, for a one-year contract with the G League. This is a great move. I And so, like you said, um, back a while back, over a year ago now, on our a seventh episode, was it our seventh? Seventh episode. <laughs> we discussed the idea of how to make this a possibility when it comes to the one and done rule being an issue. We brought this up kind of surrounding the whole uh, Rick Pitino fiasco that was happening with Louisville last year. And that was what, what kind of sparked our whole situation because, you know, players have obviously been, get, been getting paid under the table for generations now. I think this is a really, really great idea. Again... The only issue that I have with this is that, is that they say uh, elite prospects yeah, like, qualify for the one hundred and twenty-five thousand right. uh, dollar contract. Who is determining what is elite, and and how is that fair in any form or fashion? Is it the top twenty prospects? Is it the top fifty prospects? And if it is only that, how many of those guys are actually going to ditch a full year, a, a, a full ride at a program that's going to get? more notoriety at least in in the startup right so like if if a guy is being courted by kentucky or duke or name a big time program and you also have an opportunity to earn one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars, that's a real thing for them to have to weigh out right but they're also offering that says that they're going to offer uh year-long opportunities on and off the court for professional development Meaning teaching these guys how to be adults because they're going to be kids. You know, these are 18, 19-year-olds that we're talking about here. Um, they're I, earning ten grand a month at that nice. point. And I, I, and I think the going rate, I think we talked about this, is like $35,000 is what the G League guys get. thirty to forty grand. Mm-hmm. So then some of these guys have maybe been in the G League for, you know, how, however long it's been. How long has it been? The G League? Yeah. Well, it's, it was rebranded right. the G League. But it's it been the, the MBDL before or yeah, whatever it was. That's been, it's been around for fucking 18 years. Right. But then you're going to have kids coming in making three times what you're making, all and 125 grand for is is more money than the top WNBA players that are playing. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, which again is another missed opportunity for women's sports. You know what I mean? Uh, and I get it. Drew, the money goes shaking his head. The money goes it. where the money goes. I get it. You know, if you can't fill the stands, it's I I understand the the issue that the WNBA is having. They're not asking for a ridiculous pay raise out of nowhere. They're asking for a, a higher revenue share within the league, which right. is more along the lines with what the NBA has revenue share wise uh, with their players. Right? They're paying their players based on the on the earnings of the NBA and the earnings of the franchises and all that stuff. So. Uh, to me, that that all makes sense for for the WNBA, and and I think those players are are certainly uh, talented enough to earn what they what they should be earning on a on a percentage base with the league. But I, I, I don't think that they should be getting paid millions of dollars, no. especially if they can't fill the stands. Yeah, they'll go broke. The whole league will exactly. go exactly. It'd be really good. I, I you know what? I'm going to make sure that this happens. My girl's Cappy Pondexter. We're going to get her on the show. Cool. I, want, I really want to hear what she has to say, but. Let's also let's also give props to the man who I haven't seen or heard from 
in months, dude. I have not. Where the fuck is Lavar Ball? This is this is a fantastic thing, by the way. Where it's great. Everything. I swear to God <laughs> that in LeBron's contract, <laughs> there get that was motherfucker away the, from me on maybe on the second or third page. <laughs> I don't know how many pages. Maybe the last page. There was an addendum to that fucking contract that says LeVar Ball should not be on the premises. I don't want to fucking hear from him. Mm -hmm. And it has been a revelation. Right. Everyone. When's the last time anyone's seen his face? He's gone. Heard his voice. He's ghost. I am so excited about this. Right. Uh, I hope he's... I think I, you know what, you know what I do think is is part of it is the JBA right now is during their Euro, they're doing their European tour. Okay, they, so they took he, they took the JBA All Stars to Europe and and are playing against B teams in Lithuania. But right don't now. you think my I'm giving kudos to to Lavar right now. Don't you think the NBA and the G League was looking at the blueprint that he set up for this JBA? Sure, and and saw that it actually they did make money. I mean, we don't, a couple of players didn't get paid. Obviously, there was nobody in the stands, but we I don't think, know how they made money. No, I, well, <laughs> sponsorships obviously, and I don't know who was sponsored. It was all sponsored by, by BBB, correct? By the big, big baller, brand. big baller brand. There was uh, no, as far as I'm aware, there was no other sponsors. Well, yeah, then where the fuck are they getting their money? I don't from? know, dude. But I think the NBA saw that and said, okay, well, and let's not forget there's a lot of drama that happened with zion um last week supposedly he asked kansas for cash i don't know if this happened and it was only 20 grand that that makes no sense what's 20 and how would he be like where's that 20 grand right (laughs) right (laughs) it's like kansas you want me huh right well i want 20 right why wouldn't it be 100 like that's such a weird number it's a horrible number 20 grand why would you why would you yeah why would you jeopardize your entire (laughs) for 20 grand your entire corolla for one dude i don't even know if a corolla i think a corolla is more than that i would at least i mean give me a benz or something something needs to happen and drew if you can 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 we uh can we uh, play what what we said? Because we we I think Adam Silver should we we brought this up a while we ago. S- we definitely need a little bit of notoriety for mm-hmm. this. Uh, I know our checks probably in the mail. Right now, Adam Silver. I know you know I've moved recently, so uh, Silver. You know I'll, I'll be in touch via uh, my people. Will hit your people up, <laughs> and then we'll get in contact. Play, play them what we said though, Drew. What if the NBA let him go to the G League, straight out of high school, not to the NBA? They still get that one year that they want. That that's a I great mean, that's way. Very that's a smart. great way to get the G League involved. I would want to watch Marvin Bagley play next year. Agreed. If he's playing in the G League and he's making forty five thousand dollars, or, or whatever even a hundred, right? even the hundred that they were offering. That's that's a great way to grow the NBA. I don't think the top. I mean, I'd like to look at the payroll on that. I remember when the D League started. I mean, the top players were not making anywhere near that. Correct. But, but no, my point is, you, with more notoriety, mm-hmm. you get more advertisement, you get more viewership. They will be you able could to pay, have more money, players. more money to right. pay the players because right now it's bare bones. Right. You're playing AAA baseball, baby. Right. You're getting a two thousand dollars signing bonus right. and a ticket to fucking Blythe. And could they get could they get <laughs> sponsorship too? I mean, when you go to the G League, could you take a shoe sponsor? Could I you think take? That's a, my point. Is uh, you would be able to by then by at that point you would be a professional player. Mm-hmm. So you would have Marvin Bagley would have the opportunity to sign with Nike, Adidas, whatever for that first year and moving forward. Mm-hmm. Like they could sign into a five year deal, knowing that once he's done in the G League, he can go to the NBA but, and but, be drafted. So other than that. Uh, I, I'd like to talk more about Zion, but I actually I don't. I don't want to talk. College about basketball it. is coming up soon, it though, is. and I think once that starts, uh, we can we can kind of get in a little bit of that. I mean, we are an NBA podcast, right. but part of the NBA is, is scouting who's going to be up next in this next. And draft. the top three picks in the draft next year could be right from Duke. One, two, and three. One, two, three in any given order, depending on who I, Atlanta wants first. Exactly. That's, yeah. That's exactly. Basically, that's it. basically what that's it's it. Gonna... That's correct. That's so funny. I, yeah. It's yeah. It's Atlanta and Sacramento. They can duke it out for 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 who for Zion or RJ. RJ who do Barrett. you want? Yeah, um, but dude, I'm I'm excited for college basketball. I love college basketball. This is my favorite time of year. We got baseball playoffs, footballs footballs underway, and we got the NBA and college basketball gearing ready to go. This is my fucking favorite time. Of year, I know people. it is for you, Drew. You stay on your phone right now. Question uh, at our party the other night, uh. our boys from uh, from Hard to Guard brought up an idea for our next party. For our next like get together, okay. And he's like, "What if we do a beer pong tournament?" Ooh, along with it's just going to be a day of beer pong, basketball, networking. I think we can take anybody because we have the best follow through around. I am a elite beer pong. Drew, you say this player. about everything, bro. You say you say this about anything you do. 
You well, say a, you're I'm, elite at all of this. I'm world-class individual. Stop. This is what happens. It's what happens when you're world-class. I never played. You say you're great at ping pong. I've so, never seen it. This is a fact. <laughs> this is a factual statement. I, there are records that can be checked. Uh, you have, uh, you know, one of my boys from college is a good friend of both of ours, Jeff Compton. Right. He can, uh, he can definitely attest to the accuracy and the winning record that it's I have. It's been years since you played beer pong. No, it hasn't. Well, let's think about this. The last time I played beer pong was last Halloween. So it's, it's been, it's been one, a year, one, almost one year to okay. the day. Speaking on that, you guys were all over at my house the other night. We got in our usual argument that we do. Our boy Jeff Crompton brought over a bottle of Evan Williams Ooh, while we were watching. Uh, this segment brought to you by Evan Williams. <laughs> Evan Williams, hit us up, bro. Hit us up. You're honestly one of my favorite whiskeys, so we, let's do it. We drank a whole bottle of, where was it? what was it, the fifth? Yeah. It was a little fifth. fifth. Of, a little fifth One, two, of three, Evan four, Williams. Fifth. And every time that happens when the three of us get together, we get we tend to get into loud arguments. I thought it was pretty amicable. What, what, what happened? What did no, I forget? We, we, we brought up the fact that you said... Because we were talking about Mello and Jello in high school. Because Jeff didn't right. even know that Mello had 91 in a game. 92. The 92-point game mm-hmm. from Mello. Oh, right. He shot 40 times. No, he shot more than that. Let me look this up real quick. Hold on one second. It was second. 60 times. It was 60 I times. think he shot 61 shots. 61 shots. Four. But you said that if you were if you got to shoot yeah. 62 times it was? 61. That you would have 60 points in a game. Here's the thing, right? So I think our whole argument revolved around the number of shots right. and then the points reflected in right. that, right? So Mello took 61 shots and scored 92 points. Mm-hmm. That's pretty efficient. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. It's not as it's not as inefficient as I thought. He was only 31% from three, uh, but he shot – he was uh, 30 of 39 from shots inside the, the three-point line. Which and when is, he was cherry-picking. Right, all layups. Right, and then I and then in order for him to get the ninety-two, uh, Chino Hills uh, played the tactic where they anytime the other team got the ball, they just fouled him, mm-hmm. put him on the line, then gave the ball to Melo, and right. he just went, went went down the court and jacked it up again. So my whole thing was, if I was given sixty-one shots in a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, I don't even know if I would have the lungs to shoot 60. That's what I'm saying. The 61, that's a lot of that's shots. a lot of shots, bro. But if I did shoot 61 times and I didn't score at least 50 points, what am I doing? It was 60, though, that you said you could get. I think I could. I really do believe that. And we said right now. Yeah. Right now. 12-minute quarters, Drew. Getting the shots up is a whole nother situation. Okay. okay. Getting to 61 shots is a whole nother situation. If I can shoot 61 shots... There's no doubt in my mind I can score 60 I haven't points. shot 61 shots in the last five times I've played. Combined. Dude, I think the most shots I've ever taken in a game in my life is like 17. Yeah, that's fucking... And that was hard, right? Even and though, yeah, that's high, and that was in high school. Like, those are... That's a lot of shots in, in, during We're that. We're getting off the subject. My whole The whole point of this was saying, you're claiming to be the best beer, bong, beer pong player. Yes. Um, I think me and you combined can take on anybody. I agree. So if we plan this party out right, I think it'd be really cool. Cool. What do you think about that? I think that's a great idea. Right. I love beer pong. So yes, anytime that I that's, love beer and pong. Those are all great things. Um, yeah. Any any and 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 by the way, this is an open challenge to anyone that anybody, listens. Anybody, if you want it, yo, if you want to come get this heat, bring it. Yo, we got it. We got it right here. We're for gonna you. get the details soon. Yeah, dude. Um, Forest Lab. We're giving away shirts, man. We're doing another one. Of course, we we're doing one every single week. You I just love gotta it. leave a review on our iTunes page. Write something nice. Few people left one on the last one. A lot of people aren't playing by the rules. Um, mm. there, a lot of people aren't playing by the rules, but that's okay. Let's, let's break down the rules for them again. The rules is you got to be following the Forest Lab on IG. You got to be following Clips and Drew on IG. Yep. And you got to go give us a rating on our iTunes page. Yep. You can say whatever the hell you want. We prefer a five star. You ain't going to win a shirt without a five star. I'll tell well, you that much. I mean, if, if, it's, if it's a four star and nobody else votes, maybe you get it. Yeah, maybe you might get it. But don't, don't take that risk, people. No, don't do that. Don't take that risk. All right, that's a wrap, people. NBA recap with Clips and Drew, the Nazi Muhammad episode. We're going to be back on Monday. Leave a review. Follow the boys. We're going to take you out with a classic 1996 Nas. Since it's a Nazir episode, it might as well be oh, That works, Nas, out. That works right? really well, yeah. We're going to take them back to 96. It was written. Affirmative action. Sit back, relax, catch a contact, sip your congee yes. And let's all wash this money through this laundry net. Matt. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is the follow through with Clips and Drew. 
We're Swayze. Wicked, Later. Yo, sit back, relax, catch a contact, sip your congiac, and let's all watch this money through this laundry mat, sneak attack, a new cast of rap, worth top dollar. In fact, touch mines, and I'll react like a rock waller. Who will relate? We play for high stakes at gunpoint, catch them and break, undress them time with tape, no escape. The Coleon, Fettuccine, Capone, roam in your own zone again, kidnapped and clapped in your dome. We got it sewn. The firm, all the wars unknown, lower your tone, face it. Homicide cases get thrown, aristocrats, politics, and Delhi with diplomats. See me, I'm unofficial, Mac Lex, Coop, Triple thoughts in the group wars. My destiny's to be the new boy. A nigga probably got a die too short. A nigga's dead on. I key a hair on. It found a head on. The cow's with a dick in his mouth. I put the head out. Yo, the smoothest killer since Bugsy. Bitches love me. In Queens, where my drugs be. I wear guest jeans and rugby's. Yo, my people from Medina, they will see you when you re up in your heater or your queen goes between us. Real shit. My desert eagle got an ill grip. I chill with niggas that hit Dominicans. Bots are still bricks. My red beam made a dread scream. It's prayed a fed team. Callie on returning niggas to fiends. Yukons and ninja black Lexus. Mega the pretty boy with mafia connections. It's the firm nigga said it. Yo, my mind is seeing through your design like blind fury. I shine cherry sipping on crushed grapes. We lust papes and push cakes inside the casket that just wait. It's sickening. He just finished bitting up state. And now the project is talking that somebody gotta die shit. It's logic. As long as it's nobody that's a mock click. My man smoke no water expand coke and Mr. Coffee. Feds cost me two mil to get the system off me. Life's a bitch, but God forbid the bitch divorce me. I'll be flooded with ice on hellfire. Can't scorch me. Cuban cigars meeting Foxy at the mall. Smoking cars. Your top poppy senior Escobar. In the black Camaro, firm deep. All my niggas heal the blackest barrel. While the bees beat up a barrel through the darkest tunnel. I got visions of multi millions in the biggest bundle. In the Lex, pushed by my nigga Jungle. E money bags got my West Sean Dawn. Bundle of 62. They ain't got a clue what we about to do. My whole team, we shitting hard like Zar. Soul side, Foxy Brown, Cormega, and Escobar. I keep a fat Marquis piece. Laced in all the illest snakeskin. Armani